Hello and welcome in. Thanks for joining us for the latest edition of the Frary and Smith podcast. Week one is officially in the rearview mirror and an exciting week two awaits. Before we get to today's episode, though, we wanted to tell you about our last. It was the first weekend recap episode of the season. Caden and I dove into some of the biggest games and storylines from week one in the Sun Belt. If you missed it, make sure you go back and give it a quick listen. Today on episode 112 of the show, we're excited to welcome our first Sunbelt athlete to the Frary and Smith podcast this season. If you're new to the show, each week we'll bring you conversations with some of the league's brightest stars on Wednesdays throughout the season. Last year, we talked with Frank Gore Jr., Jason Henderson, Carter Bradley, and more. This year, we've got an exciting lineup planned as well. With that said, Caden, why don't you tell us a little bit more about today's special guest? We got a great one. This is a guy that we spoke to on media days and immediately knew we'd have to get him onto the podcast. And thankfully, we were able to do it in week one. It's none other than Georgia Southern wide receiver Caleb Hood. He's a great guy on the field, great guy off the field. And I'm just really excited for the people to hear our conversation and go a little bit under the helmet and learn more about Caleb's upbringing and his football journey that led him to Georgia Southern. Well, here's a little bit more about Caleb. He has become one of the top wide receivers in the Sun Belt over the past two seasons. After serving largely as a complimentary piece in Georgia Southern's old triple option attack, he burst onto the scene a year ago, finishing with 87 receptions and 925 receiving yards, both of which were program records for a single season. For his standout year, Caleb was recognized as an all-sun belt selection by various publications. This year, he's the number one wide receiver on the league's most prolific offense. He'll enter the team's upcoming game against UAB with 156 career receptions and 1,789 yards, which are both all-time marks at Georgia Southern. Caleb has consistently or already cemented his legacy as one of the best receivers in Georgia Southern history. And this year, Caleb continues to be one of the brightest stars in the league on the field and is even a better person off of it. He's been an important piece for Georgia Southern's offense and would look to propel this offense to even greater heights this season. Well, let's not waste any more time. Georgia Southern's Caleb Hood is here. It's time to hear from one of the best wide receivers in the Sun Belt. Well, we are really excited to have Georgia Southern wide receiver Caleb Hood on the Frary and Smith podcast. Caleb, thanks for taking some time out of your schedule to join us. Oh, man. Thank you all for having me. Well, Caleb, let's jump right in. You guys secured the win in week one. You guys win 34-0 over the Citadel. Both sides of this team took care of their business. Uh, you know it's very early on in the season, and this was kind of a lesser opponent, but maybe what were some of your takeaways from this game and Maybe try to give us a little bit of a pulse on the team's energy in the locker room after the win. Uh, you know, we always, like, happy to have a dub. You know, it's always good to win in college. You know, it's, it's tough. But, like, you know, at the end of the day, we're always looking forward to, like, how we can do better. You know, like, me personally, I had two penalties on blocking. So it's about me, like, putting my hands inside and, you know what I'm saying, block, still having good blocks for my brothers. Great to have that attention to detail in week one, Caleb. Glad to have you back on the show. We're going to take things back a little bit. I know you're from Atlanta, Georgia. That's an area I grew up in and familiar with. And I know even at a young age, football's taken very, very seriously in the state of Georgia and in Atlanta. What were your first memories like picking up the football? And what was your introduction to football like? Uh, I could say personally, like, you know, uh, I started falling in love with the game, just being outside my team. Well, not my teammates, but my, my brother, like, 
in the neighborhood. You know, we always play football on the concrete, playing tackle ball. And so, like, the excitement of, like, finding a way not to get tackled on the concrete so you don't come home bleeding and stuff like that kind of, like, really, like, made me fall in love with it. But as well, like, having my uncle and my dad had the success where they played at Auburn and my uncle going to the league and seeing that success, you know, it just made me, like, see what football can really do. Yeah, certainly. I uh, would not want to be being tackled on on that pavement. So I'm sure uh, some of that that speed, uh, you probably were cooking some of your brothers out there, right? <laughs> you know, hey, I can't lie. We was always, you know, iron sharpens iron at the end of the day. That's what I can say about it. I believe it. Well, it has certainly worked. Caleb, uh, you know, we also know that you come from a big family. It's a family of eight kids. You're one of eight. What was that like growing up? And maybe what lessons uh, do you think that that taught you that now has helped you in your football career? I can say personally, like, starting off, when you have all the brothers I have and then two sisters, it's more about, like, love and care. You know, like, you find out, like, what love really means and, like, how to unconditionally love somebody. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, it, like, helped me to really, like, compete, you know? Like, we're brothers at the end of the day, but we always pushed each other to be better. So, like, when it was coming down to running on the track, with 200s, you know, and my little brother's in front of me and my dad giving them a head start now to catch them. Like, just them, like, being there and, and them being fast as well, like, helped me get faster. You know what I'm saying? So, like, as I just said, iron sharpens iron. Like, that's what it kind of was for my brothers, you know. And then, like, when we're not working out, you know, when we're hanging out, you know, it kind of just, like, we had that comfort of knowing, like, somebody's going to always be there for you. Like, I feel like me personally just made me a better person. Definitely sounds like a lot of ironing, sharpening, sharpening iron in the hood household growing up. But I know in high school and now right now you're known for your pass catching abilities. But in high school, you did it all. I know you're an all state player. You're all county selection as an all purpose athlete. I know you returned kicks, even played some safety like I did back in the day. What was the high school experience like for you on the field playing football? Oh, man. High school was crazy. You know, we um, like I feel like me personally as my high school, like my high school team, like it helped me out, you know, like having Coach Guest being our head coach and always teaching us, like, not just really about ball, but about playing for the person next to you. It kind of, like, helped you understand what it means, not just to, like, play ball, but the reason why you should play ball. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, some people out there might play ball just for themselves, but, like, when you have people next to you playing for you, it helps you win, you know, which is why I feel like when I was at high school playing for Elka, like, we always were winning. You know, because we always wanted to make the play for our brother next to us. Caleb, do you ever get to miss, and I know you played a lot of safety in high school. Do you ever miss playing on that side of the ball or in this offensive system at Georgia Southern? Are you okay to let the other guys handle the defense? You know, I'm always good giving it to TJ and them boys. But I ain't going to lie to you, I do miss, like, running through somebody's face every now and then. So, like, when I get that ball, that's why I try to run with a lot of aggression. Well, I would not want to be a defender on, on the other side of you. Uh, Caleb, after high school, you spent some time at the Air Force Prep School. Uh, what did you take away from your time there, and, and how did that help make you a better man? I can say discipline. You know, like, when you got to sit there for however many hours or minutes, you know, with the book in your hand like this, and you can't can't go down. Like, and if you go down, you know, like, you got to suffer the consequences, you know, and then having to walk a certain way, waking up at a certain time, it like really made me like become a man earlier than you know what I'm saying usually people would, and like it also helped me like to understand as well like with football I, I kind of took it as football you know because at the end of the day like 
the um, Air Force was teaching about brotherhood, is teaching about caring for the person next to you. Because at the end of the day, with football, it might not be your life, but with the Air Force and the Army and Navy, it's your life that you're depending on. You know, and the person next to you, like, they depend on their lives. So it's more about caring for the person next to you to knowing, like, okay, you got to be here at this time, be there. You know, you got to wake up at this time, wake up. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, if the person that you're rooming with or the person that's in your squadron not up, like, make sure they're up. So it's, like, always taking accountability. And that's what it really taught me, accountability and um, time management and, like, caring for others. I know a lot of my former teammates talk about the discipline and how that the, the military schools are no joke. So definitely salute to you for that. But following that, you spend three seasons at Georgia Southern before a new coach comes in town. Clay Helton comes in and we know that coaches typically come with a lot of turnover. There's usually some roster turnover turnover there as well. Did you ever consider leaving Georgia Southern when that new staff arrived? And what were those initial conversations with Clay Helton and his staff like making that transition? I can say that's a really good question, but I can say personally, like, I really didn't come to Georgia Southern because of a coach, you know. I didn't come because, you know what I'm saying, like the coaches in my eyes, you know, I came to Georgia Southern because of the energy, you know, the people that was here in the standpoint of, the t- of my teammates, you know. And so, like, when Coach Lunchford was gone, Coach Hutton came in, like just hearing Coach Hutton talk, you know, like, it kind of, like, made me want to stay out. I, it was never in my mind to to leave, like, even though people might have said you should or this and that, new coaching staff, you never know what's going on. You know, like, in my eyes, it was like, Coach Hutton's a great guy, like, great coach, you know, great, even better person. So it was like, why would I leave when I got somebody that really cared for guys that he just met? You know what I'm saying? So in my eyes, it was like a done deal. Like, I'm definitely staying. I'm Like, I'm an eagle. At the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? I bleed blue. Caleb, where do you think uh, Coach Helton has made kind of the biggest difference in your playing career? I could say Coach Helton, he's taught me, like, you know, defenses on how to read them with a too high, too back of box, things like that. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I could say Coach Helton is very, very smart on the field. But, like, one thing I take in from Coach Helton that he always teaches us is, like, when emotions got go high, intelligence go low, you know? And so, like, it pretty much helped me keep my emotions in check, you know? Because, like, when you're on the field, like, you're ready, you know? Like, you want to just go do it, you know? But, like, when you just do something, you're not doing the right thing all the time. Because, like, my routes are not just for me. It's for other people, you know? And that's one thing I took in from Coach Ellis and Coach Ellis, you know what I'm saying? So, like, maybe, I, like, the middle of the field might be open, but it's not for me. It's for my brother. So, like, let me make this play and let me make it flat, you know, cut it flat and things like that. So, like, Coach Hellion really taught me how to pretty much keep my emotions in check when it comes to being on the field, you know. Yeah, I think what you're saying is so important because so much of the time us in the media, we're always looking at, you know, the route that's missed or the the throw that's missed by the quarterback, and that's what we dissect. But you forget how much of a team game the sport of football really is. So I think that's such an important lesson. Um, Caleb, last year on the field, it was a breakout year for you personally, but as someone who's now been in this program for quite some time, in what other ways last season did it stand out to you and look different than prior years that you've spent in Statesboro? I can say the coaching staff, like, they just brought a different energy, you know, and like, it just made me happy, you know, win, lose, or draw, like. I was just happy to have the people that was around me, you know, 
And that's kind of like what really touched my heart at the end of the day. I knew that I have people that just, it's more than ball, you know, for them. And it's more than ball for us. And it's kind of like just create us a big, happy family, you know, that's in my eyes. Definitely sounds like a good culture is being established there in Statesboro. Caleb, we know athletes, artists, everyone's inspired and motivated by different things. Just curious for you, you seem like a, a deep thinker and someone who has a lot of a big family, a big background and a lot of a lot of your bases covered as you as a person and as a football player on and off the field. What what motivates Caleb Hood? Uh, I could first say the good Lord, you know, like Matthew 5, 16 says, let your light shine, you know. So like that's why I always smile. I always come here with high energy. Even when like my day not my my day might not be going as well, you know, like somebody else might not be having the best day either. So let me come here smiling, let me come here with some good energy. I feel like first things first, like I play I do everything for the good Lord, the man above, you know. So that's my first thing. Second reason why I like, you know, I play the game where I play and like with the energy that I play. The happiness that I have is simply because like the people I'm around. You know, I'm around people that love just as hard as I do. You know, they love the game just as hard as I do. They love life just as hard as I do. You know, so it's pretty much that's why, if you want to be honest with you. Yeah, certainly some, uh, you know, great motivation there, Caleb. You know, talking more about football here, this offense you're a part of really thrived last season, but it's no secret that this defense struggled at times last year. Just from going up against this defense in the offseason and maybe from what you saw from them in week one, how is this defense better this year compared to the defense on the team a year ago? I can say personally, you know, we have a mastermind behind them, uh, behind it, the defense. Coach Bailey, he he's that guy, you know, like real talk. He came here. He set the standard. You know, he brought in guys like TJ, Prince. Mel, you know, and then we got guys in that D-line that just know what to do. So I feel personally like defense going to do what they need to do just because of Coach Bailey and then the guys that is playing for Coach Bailey, you know. And I feel like as a defense, you know, you got to play for um, play for our audience. You got to play an audience of one is why I say an audience of one. And like kind of like in the band, you know, like if you're in defense, you know, if somebody mess up one note, it kind of sound weird. And I feel like this defense that we have now, like everybody is on one court, you know? So I feel like defensive-wise, we're going to be very special. Well, there's no doubt that if your offense does what it did last year and your defense picks up, y'all are going to be one of the more dangerous teams in the conference. But Caleb, I don't know if you remember this, but last time we spoke at Media Days, you revealed that poetry was an interest you were in. And we never really got to go down that road as much as I think any of us wanted to. So just tell us how you got into poetry, writing poetry, and kind of what that provides you off the field away from when you're doing your craft on the field. Pretty much like one night, you know, like a lot of things going on with my family and like me personally. Like this is when I was a kid though, like kind of in middle school and I was just outside looking in the moon and like, you know, I was listening to music, but then when I got home, I was watching some movie. I forgot what it was called, honestly. And it was just about poetry. And so, like, after that, like, I started, like, writing down. And then I stopped doing it because I ain't going to lie, like, who does poetry when you're in middle school, you know? So I kind of picked up on it um, when I got here kind of because like, I was alone all the time in the standpoint of, like, just in my room, chilling or playing a game, not doing nothing. And, like, it was a new moon, so, you know, the moon bright. Started staring at it, and then I just started writing down stuff. And then ever since then, like, kind of just took off just writing 
just to write, you know. Caleb, has any of that poetry ever seen the light of day, or is that something that you keep in a notebook? And 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 most people are probably never going to see some of the poetry Caleb Hood has written. Uh, I kind of show my family. I show my family. I used to show my old roommate Bo Johnson. He still play here, but I kind of moved. But he know he knows some of it. And like when people like want to hear something, I kind of show it sometimes. But I ain't gonna post it on social media. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. <laughs> not not ready to uh, to put all of that out there. Well. Uh, one more quick question here, and then I know Caden's got one, and then we're going to jump in and have a little bit of fun. But, you know, we obviously hope that your football career goes as long as it possibly can and that you're able to attain to some of those goals. But what are some things that maybe once your football career comes to an end that you see wanting to get involved in and maybe some uh, some future dreams of yours outside of the game? I can say, like, one thing I love to do is help help others, you know. So, like, I know I want to put in, like, money to, like, invest in things to help people like that don't really have it, you know, but as well, you know, you got to make money to give. So, um, I really don't know, like when it comes to, um, when it comes to life after football, I really don't, I, me personally, I know that this is what I'm on right now. You know, in my eyes, I check boxes, you know? So after that box is checked, then it's the next one, you know? So me personally, I know I want to help people. I want to help others. I want to help people, that's like in college, like guys like me, athletes, you know, so maybe Colton might be in there. I don't know for sure, though. Well, to bring back media days again, I remember when we were there, you and Watson, Trent were playing some Madden. You said you got the best of them in those games. And it just had me thinking, could you maybe power rank some of the three or four or five best players on the team? And maybe where you think you stand as far as the Georgia Southern Eagles football team Madden players? Okay, well, it's not Mark for sure. <laughs> I'll tell you all that much right now. <laughs> uh, I got to say it's probably... Devin Burgess, you know, he like that on the field and off the field. He do that Madden thing. Then, you know, I got to say JJ. That's just somebody I just can't beat. Like, I don't know what he does. He just, I just can't beat him for some reason. I'm going to beat him, though. Tomorrow I'm going to beat him. Uh, then I say me, personally, you know, top three. You know, born on the third day. So, I feel like that's a good rank. Uh, then I got to say, I say um, Bo. And then Phil, I ain't a really top five. It's really just me, DB, and, and JJ. We the guys to be on that Madden thing. Well, that's that, <laughs> that's a perfect transition for us, Caleb, because we're going to ask you three rapid-fire questions here since three is the number you're going with. Third best Madden player born on the third. You ready for some quick rapid-fire? Let's do it. Caleb Hood, who is the best wide receiver in the NFL right now? Y'all, <laughs> y'all can't hit me with those so quick. Um, I'll say Devontae Adams. Always a good answer. Always a good answer. Caleb Hood, what's your favorite movie? Ooh, Friday. Classic, a classic. Friday, you gotta go Friday. And last one, we have we, another three coming back up for you. If you were stranded on an island, what are the what are the three things that you're bringing with you? Ooh, on an island, a knife, um, a little water container thing, and my father. My father can do anything. So if I got him, I know how we going to live. Well, Caleb, those are some uh, some great answers, and we certainly uh, appreciate you playing along with us here. Uh, it's been fun watching kind of your evolution of your career over the past couple of seasons, and uh, we're certainly excited uh, for what you still have in store in uh, this year in Statesboro. So, thanks for coming on the Prairie and Smith podcast, and certainly look forward to following around or following along the rest of the year. Yeah, thank y'all. Y'all have a good one. Okay, and it's always fun getting to talk to a new student athlete. We met Caleb Hood at Media Days, and it made this conversation so much better. 
It definitely did. Definitely learned a lot. I think my biggest takeaways were his youth football days and his playing on the blacktop. Obviously, it was not playing on a blacktop personally. Cannot relate to being tackled on the blacktop. But I do think it's funny. You talk about people's earliest memories in the game. And I think every football player kind of has that first moment where they had the ball in their hands, whether it was in a controlled environment like a game or just in the backyard. I remember the first time I made someone miss and kind of saw and felt that energy that you feel for the first time and there's nothing quite like it. So I just love the story about his upbringing. It clearly had some some battles with some of his brothers out there on the blacktop and it clearly paid off to him for him looking at his career now. Yeah, you could clearly see just how love of family and the importance of that in his life has played such a big role. Caden, I also thought it was interesting. The guy's a poet. I mean, how many people on this podcast have we talked to that write their own poetry? And it begged the question, thinking back to your years at App State, who was that teammate for you that maybe had the most interesting off-the-field hobby? I think as far as poetry goes, as a guy who was writing for the Appalachian and doing that kind of thing, I might have been the most eligible. I haven't dabbled in the poetry game yet, but I'll tell you what, I couldn't probably narrow it down to one offensive lineman. But man, as we've talked about in this podcast, those guys keep it interesting off the field. They go on climbs, they go on hikes in Boone. And the next thing you know, you'd see them at some more social gatherings in King Street and stuff like that. So those are probably the guys I think have to get more onto the podcast as well, just because I know the offensive linemen just live different lives and very interesting lives off the field. From my experience, that seems universal across all teams in football. It's certainly fun getting to know these athletes a little bit better, Kane. There's just so many great stories uh, around the Sun Belt that just are not being covered. Well, that will do it for another great episode of the Frary and Smith podcast. Again, we'd like to say a special thank you to Georgia Southern's Caleb Hood, as well as Senior Associate AD Brian Johnston for helping make this interview happen. Before you go, though, don't forget that we'll be back with another episode on Friday where we'll be discussing all the big games taking place in week two. We're also going to put a special emphasis on our game of the week between James Madison and Virginia. That'll do it for us here at the Prairie and Smith podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please go leave us a five-star review on Apple, on Spotify, on Google, or wherever you're listening to this podcast episode. Give us five stars. Let us know what we can be doing better and what you're enjoying. So for Caden Smith, Richmond Weaver, and Brett Jemis, I'm Noah Frary. We really appreciate you spending time with us today. Well, that's goodbye for now. We'll talk to you again soon.